Father's Day is right around the corner, and Jesse Browns is ready for dad, granddad, stepdad, or your favorite uncle. Benchmade knives, fly rods and reels, Patagonia clothing, or a fly fishing wading trip experience are all available just at Jesse Browns Outdoors in the heart of Charlotte's shopping district, the South Park area, or head over to our brand new website that includes the Carolina Outdoors podcast at jessebrowns.com. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. We're back here on the Carolina Outdoors. We're glad that you're joining us. The way to listen to the Carolina Outdoors, of course, early on a Saturday morning via the airwaves of WBT radios, we blast up and down the eastern seaboard. You can also go to jessebrowns.com, hit highlights of the Carolina Outdoors via the podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, so forth, and on and on. Type in Carolina Outdoors and up will pop. I mentioned the seaboard, and that's where we're going to go next, is we're going to get a little bit of reprieve from the summertime heat inland as we are broadcasting from Studio D at WBT and head to the coast. And we're going to bring on our friend and founder of Mike Spikes, Mike Haney, to learn a little bit about his story and the story of his invention. Mike Haney is joining us from Mike Spikes. He is the founder and inventor of Mike Spikes. We're going to find out about that product in just a moment. But first of all, we want to get a roving beach report because of the heat wave that's come through the Carolinas. The beach is a great escape. And when we talk beach, we talk Mike Haney. Mike, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. Well, we always love getting you on and talking about things, and we're going to delve deeper into a whole bunch of different things. But before we go further, and we're going to call this roving because you're going to give us a laydown of two different beaches, tell us about Cape Lookout, North Carolina, and what you are seeing right now and what you're experiencing right now and what others can experience if they head down there with you. Well, Cape Lookout is kind of like the bottom end of the, the outer banks uh it's got a gorgeous lighthouse the cape lookout tower i am looking right at it right now from the crow's nest at the harker's island maritime museum uh, it's 100 foot in air overlooking over the trees over the sound uh absolutely gorgeous a uh, lot of history here from the wrecks and things that went on during the war that people don't know. It's just a great place to be right now. Uh, I, I mean, uh, everybody should be jealous of where I'm standing right now. Well, uh, George and I both are jealous, and that many of our listeners to the Carolina Outdoors, I would say, are envious as well. Um, tell us about the heat, because, of course, here in Charlotte, Studio D, one Julian Price place, as we broadcast through the airwaves of WBT early on a Saturday morning. It's been hot this week. Are you getting relief with the breeze, uh, with the coastline? Is it still, or is it comfortable? It's awesome. I mean, you've got a breeze blowing off the water, and it's just keeping the heat at check. You know, if you went inland, I bet you'd hit that mid-80s to 90s. We're not getting what y'all getting inland. Uh, way inland here, uh, we were out at uh, on the beach at Cape Lookout yesterday, took the boat over, and uh, it was a, just a cool breeze all day, you, it, and the water's so refreshing, and the thing that a lot of people don't realize is the water out at the Cape in the hook is like the Caribbean, I mean, you can see the bottom of the water in 10 or 15 foot, I mean, it's, it's a clear, people wouldn't even know they were in North Carolina 
if they saw the water. Wow. We, we're not having issues with the temperatures here. It's it's nice. What a fantastic – see, I really was not jealous, but now I am. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Haney, if you head a little bit south from where you are, Cape Lookout, of course, uh, you called it and you've talked to us here on the Carolina Outdoors before. People can go listen to highlights of the Carolina Outdoors via podcast and listen to old, older interviews um, and beach reports. But we've learned a lot about Ocean Drive from you as we delve from North Carolina and into South Carolina. Hey, what's the lowdown uh, happening down there on Ocean Drive, North Myrtle, and so forth these days? Well, we're getting more familiar with it than ever before. We actually moved to Cherry Grove, which is part of uh, Ocean Drive and, and North Myrtle Beach. We moved there uh, a week ago yesterday. Um, it's uh, Things are changing. Uh, it's, it's a little hotter there. Uh, the big change is the Thursday night concerts that they have on the strip. Uh, every Thursday during the season, they have bands play, and there's always been golf cart parking uh, beyond the Ocean Boulevard where everybody, it's like a drive-in theater. All the locals bring their carts. And for some reason this year, they decided to discontinue that option. And, uh, and, it's, and it's kind of funny because they've had two shows now and nobody has showed up. I mean, you're talking about. Oh, they don't like the new rules. People. Oh, no, nobody likes it. They actually, city council and the park and rec are going back and forth over whose fault it is. And it's just, uh, we don't know so far, but uh, I suspect things are going to change. They were saying the businesses had said they were losing money, but that we know that's a crock because uh, they had a lot of business from the people showing up, and now it's like a ghost town. Uh, the, the, of course, the people in there that take their beach chairs and sit up front, they have their crowd, but there was there was not one single golf cart there. They they. they they omitted it, but uh, the people that have carts didn't even show up. So it was they. They spoke. <laughs> wow. Hopefully they'll change their minds. If you're just joining us, we're for going from Cape Lookout to Ocean Drive. We got Mike Spikes, founder Mike Haney, on the line. He's letting us know the status of the beaches in both places, the crowds, the rules, the music, and more. Um, and and on that rules thing, Mike, you have made fame in outdoor recreation and in beach recreation with your invention and the founding of your company, Mike Spikes. And a lot of the success of that um, has come not only from the ingenuity that you uh, had in making the very first Mike Spike, but also in rule changes that have happened at different Carolina beaches. For instance, uh, not that long ago, you could set up your tent out there. Many people went to discount stores, bought tents, used them for the day, left them up at the end of each Carolina Outdoors program. We'll say, pick up your trash. Well, a lot of people were not picking up their trash, including tents. And because of that reason, many beach municipalities banned the use of those tents and disallowed them. And along came Mike's spike. Can you speak on on the rules at the different beaches that you've experienced and uh, the success of your company, Mike Spike? And I guess I left this part out. What is a Mike Spike? Well, it's it's uh, 
what many consider the world's strongest beach umbrella anchor. It takes advantage of the hard-packed sand by driving into the sand rather than augering. The auger types all displace sand and defeat their own purpose by loosening the sand, whereas my product, you drive it in and it doesn't disturb the sand whatsoever and takes advantage of that hard-packed state and ensures you a, a, a good hold all day and it's easily installed by women and men of all ages, so it, it, in, le- in a minute or less. So it, it does do what it's supposed to do. Uh, the issue with the tents and what they call gazebos, uh, the problem with that is, like you said, people would leave them up overnight or come out and set three or four or five of them up, and, and then you got all the guy wires and anchors that are sticking out. People are tripping. Uh, they are still allowed from uh, September 15th or so till May 15th. I think that part of the year is off what they consider off season. You can go out with those items, but in the in the heart of the season, from May third uh, May 15th to September 15th, they're outlawed on many beaches. Essentially, it's a pile driver for uh, to anchor that umbrella and. I mean, it is something that could be on any of the cable uh, TV shows or network shows uh, as far as um, inventions go and taking to market. You came up with this because you love the beach. You've always been the beach. You've you've uh, spent time at our coast after growing up in Charlotte. Uh, um, what really inspired you, I guess would be the word, inspired you to create and invent and take to market Mike Spike? Well, now you're putting me on the spot there now, Bill. <laughs> well, I will tell you what I would say. I would say, you know, it's 15 years ago or so, and it was a transition in your life and in business where you were uh, leaving one industry, building houses, the you know, all of those sorts of things, and it was time to go into another oh. line of work, and Mike Spikes was the answer. Yeah, well, it, it, uh, it came to us on an Easter Sunday, or to me anyway, after having a few adult beverages, uh, it just watching people's umbrellas flying around. Uh, my <laughs> oh, wife yeah, made, that would do it. Made the, yeah, <laughs> she made the comment that, we have the only umbrella standing, which at that point, all I ever did was drive a piece of PVC pipe and put a screw through my umbrella in the pipe. But our umbrella was the only one standing on the beach, period, out of thousands. And and, and when she said, how come ours works, our system, and I, all of a sudden the light bulb went off over my head, I was at Lowe's within two hours making me a prototype and at the patent lawyer's office within a week or two uh you know it's 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 not like i'm some guru it just all of a sudden came to me i mean that's just being honest <laughs> well listen we have these on hand at jesse brown's and we love showing them off because it is something that uh you can show someone who is visiting the store and it has a lot of interactivity to it because we have a a sandbox you provided it's essentially a bucket a five-gallon bucket with a uh, with sand in it, and we will take our mic spikes and put them in there, 
and then show people how secure they are and and take it from there for that reason it's the top rated beach umbrella anchor on the market and uh and we're proud of you for bringing it to the market you can learn more about that at mikespikes.com or visit jesse browns jessebrowns.com you can learn more there mike haney you thought that was putting you on the spot here is putting you on the spot because um, through the years, growing up in Charlotte, you grew up with Jesse Browns. Jesse Browns is celebrating its 52nd year this year, and you've been along the ride for all of that uh, um, as a as a customer, as a friend, and and as a vendor now. But um, you also have a great Father's Day story, and part of it is because when you were 10 years old, you learned that your dad was not your biological dad. Mike, when you found all that out, how did you react? And and what's Father's Day mean to you with that background? Uh, it's a little difficult, but, you know, it's uh, at the age of 10 or 12, somewhere in there, uh, I found a box in the attic, and it had pictures of me when I was little, and I found a baby bracelet that said my last name was Carr, and I started looking, and I was like, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, this is not my real father. And I kept my mouth shut. I figured if they wanted me to know, they would have said something. And this went on for years. I went to get my driver's license, and I had a, my mom had put together a false driver's uh, uh, birth certificate somehow because I, I thought at that point it would be okay. They'd have to tell me, but it was not until I was 20 two years old, 23, that they called and said, we need to talk to you. And I, I, I knew exactly what was going on. She said, me and my father are coming to, over to visit. We need to talk to you. And then when they got, when, when the door came, knock at the door came, it was just my mom. And I said, well, where's dad? And she said that he didn't want to come. And she was all worried to death and pacing around. And, and I just said, all of a sudden, I just said, mom, sit down. I know why you're here. And she said, no, you don't. And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> and I told her, I said, you're here to tell me that dad's not my real father. And she just had this look on her face that I will never forget. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. But, you know, when I talked to her about it and she said, well, how'd you know? I said, I've known since I was 10 or 12 years old, mom. And she said, why didn't you say anything? I said, well, I figured that was y'all's business. And even at that age, I, I don't know why, but I, it, it wasn't an issue because my dad was my dad. And she said, would you come home with me right now? Your dad's worried to death that you're going to disown us. And I said, Lord, no, he's, he's been my father as long as I can remember since I was like four. And so I drove home, and when I walked through the door, I remember her saying, Doyle, he's known for forever. And, and, and I looked at him, I ran over and, and grabbed him and hugged him, and I said, Dad, this doesn't change anything. You've always been my dad. I appreciate you taking my mother and me and my sister in, and yeah, nothing's changed. You're dad. And, you know, that's pretty much how it was, you know. Uh, uh, it, you know no, there's no perfect families in the world. It's, you know, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, as, as long as you operate as a family and you take care. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Well, and that's why the Mike Haney story and that story of fatherhood is such a powerful and good story and good for people to be able to hear that story. So thank you. Thank you for sharing it. And hats off to your dad, because the way you grew up, at least by the time you all got to Charlotte, you were an adventurer, an explorer, an inventor. 
since uh, since childhood. So he raised raised you. He and your mother both raised you to to be a great person. Well, he was tough. He was ex-military, and uh, I, I got treated a little different than most kids in the neighborhood. I mean, I had chores to do and such certain things, which, you know, back then I hated it. But, you know, it just teaches you a lesson. I think more kids should be raised that, that way. Well, and, and and more people can appreciate that discipline and that experience. And, uh, again, Mike Haney, thank you for for sharing your Father's Day story, and hats off to your dad. Did By the way, because our listeners will want to know this, did you ever meet your biological father? No, my mother, I guess in 2001, somehow one of her friends, uh, he lived, that we grew up, or I lived in Montana as a child, but uh, one of her friends called and he died. And she just called me one day and she said, I don't know if it really matters, but your biological father passed away. You know, and I was like, you know, I never saw him, never knew him. You know, uh, he didn't do anything to help me other than bring me into the world. You know, uh, it, well, and you had a dad, so. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, the, to me, the man was, you know, I just, you know, it's like he didn't exist. You know, I, just, I had a dad, like he said. Fantastic. Mike Haney, thank you for the time you spent with us today on the Carolina Outdoors. You gave us a beach report, a product report rules and regulations of some of the beaches, and a Father's Day story all wrapped in one. We always appreciate it. Thank you for spending time with us on the Carolina Outdoors. Hey, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to allow me to do this and also carrying my product. Uh, That's a a great thing. Well, we've got the Umbrella Fella and the Hammerhead, the Mike Spike, the... uh, the best beach umbrella anchor that you can get, and you can get them at Jesse Brown's Outdoors. Mike, thanks a ton. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you, Bill. Off he goes, and off we go. Just for a moment, though, we're going to come back on the other side and wrap up this edition of the Carolina Outdoors. Hey, everybody. How you doing? This is Dave Bergman from Jesse Brown's Outdoors giving you a fishing report uh, for the Western North Carolina mountains. So, as you are all feeling, getting hot out there, uh, it's going to be a little cooler in the mountains, of course, but we are having going through a bit of a heat wave. With that in mind, make sure you're fishing up higher on those streams that you like to fish. Um, minimize fight time and maybe save pictures for the cooler months. Um, there are a lot of terrestrials out. Got the inchworms falling from the trees as well. Start strapping those on. Uh, great time to start using those big foam flies. You've seen a lot of big bugs flying around. If you want to fish for them with that big hopper dropper stuff, go ahead. Bring it out. Um, big suggestions would be beetles uh, and inchworms right now. Besides that, uh, just be respectful of everybody else out there. Everybody's out enjoying the mountains right now. Um, trying to use the resource that you're using as well. Um, if you fish west of Asheville, you will get a little bit more water out there. Water should be a little cooler. Uh, And just remember, try to get up a little higher on those streams. Great time to get up and fish high, like on the the parkway. Should be really beautiful up there too. It's always gonna be a little cooler as well. Uh, Don't be discouraged to go fishing. Just try to handle fish with care. Cinch those barbs down. Quick releases, fish are still eating. Fisher enjoying all those terrestrial bugs falling off the trees, um, and 
there are still plenty of invertebrates in the water as well. Y'all have fun out there. Keep it cool.